Hello, my name is Lanny Lancaster, and I'm the senior pastor here at Central United Methodist Church. We share the sermon with you to help you connect with God and with others. We also want to invite you to worship with us on Sunday mornings at 845 for our contemporary service with live praise band and 11 for our traditional service with choir. Thanks, and may the peace of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ be with you. God, we gather with open hands and open hearts, seeking to be filled with your word. Lord, we need your word today. Words of encouragement and strength. Words of challenge and inspiration. Whatever we need to hear today, Lord, send it by your Holy Spirit. For this we pray in the name of Christ our Lord. And let all God's people say, Amen. Amen. A wise person once said, A real friend is the one who knows the song of your heart and sings it to you when you forget it. A real friend is one who knows the song of your heart and sings it to you when you forget it. What a beautiful way to sum up life together. Life together. We sing the song of each other's hearts as we journey together. And the deepest song of our hearts is that we are loved. We are loved extravagantly, fully, thoroughly, extensively, completely, eternally by God our Creator in Jesus Christ our Lord and Savior. We remind each other that Christ is not just our destination when we die, but Christ is with us every step along the way. Through the highs, the lows, through the joy and the pain, the light and the dark, the ecstasy and the sorrow, Christ is with us. Why don't you turn to your neighbor and say, Christ is with us. That's what the Apostle Paul, leader in the early church, needed to remind the Christians in Corinth because they lived in a culture that was very similar to ours. A busy culture, a a culture with a lot of interchange and commerce, a lot of things going on, a lot of different religions and philosophies and lifestyles swirling around. And so in the midst of all this busyness and noise, Paul reminds the church at Corinth of Christ and Christ with us. So let's hear about it now in 1 Corinthians 15, verses 1 through 11. Now I would remind you, brothers and sisters, of the good news that I proclaim to you, which you in turn received, in which you also stand, through which also you are being saved, if you hold firmly to the message that I proclaim to you, unless you have come to believe in vain. For I handed on to you as of first importance what I in turn had received, that Christ died for our sins in accordance with the Scriptures, that He was buried, 
and that He was raised on the third day in accordance with the Scriptures, and that He appeared to Cephas, then to the twelve. Then He appeared to more than five hundred brothers and sisters at one time, most of whom are still alive, though some have died. Then He appeared to James, then to all the apostles. Last of all, as to one untimely born, He appeared also to me. For I am the least of the apostles, unfit to be called an apostle, because I persecuted the church of God. But by the grace of God, I am what I am. And His grace toward me has not been in vain. On the contrary, I worked harder than any of them, though it was not I, but the grace of God that is with me. Whether then it was I or they, so we proclaim, and so you have come to believe. The Word of God for the people of God. Hold firmly. Hold firmly to Christ. When your sister or brother forgets that song, the song of God's love, sing it to them. And when your grip loosens, and trust me, it will sometimes, let your sisters and brothers sing the song of God's love to you. That's part of the function of the church. That's why Paul starts out this chapter saying, now I would remind you, I would remind you, this is one of the primary functions of the church, to remind each other of God's love in Christ. An old story is told that one day a pastor called the children down for the children's message and they all gathered around there and, and he says, children, I want to ask you a question. And as soon as he did, little Jacob started waving his hand furiously. And finally the pastor said, okay, Jacob, tell us what you want to say. And he says, well, I don't know what question you're going to ask, but I bet the answer is Jesus. Pretty good summary of the church. I bet the answer is Jesus. We need to be reminded. The ancient Corinthians needed to be reminded. As I said, they lived in a culture not that different from ours. A lot going on. A lot of other things people could be involved with. They needed to be called back to the truth. We all need to remember the truth of the good news of God's love in Christ. In fact, that word remember literally means to put the pieces of a body back together, to remember it. And as God came in the flesh of Jesus Christ to show us His love, so we come in the flesh to be with each other, to live life together. And what are we to remind each other to remember? The good news. That's what the word gospel literally means. God's good news. And it is good news. Amen? Amen. Good news. I don't know how somehow along the 2,000 year history of the church that some people have turned it into bad news. They've turned it into something that judges and condemns everyone. All these different categories of people. In fact, it's been said that in our culture a lot of non-Christians know more about what Christians are against than what we're for. Now that's a tragedy. 
Because God came in Jesus Christ to be for us, not against us. To be for us. And so we turn once again to the good news of Jesus Christ and to remind each other of it. Hold firmly to Christ. And when your sister or brother starts loosening their grip, sing the song of God's love to them. And when your grip loosens, let your sisters and brothers sing the song of God's love to you. Paul said, this is what I proclaim to you, which you in turn received, in which you also stand, and through which you also are being saved. Paul's reminding us that the proclamation or the, the preaching, the sharing, the teaching of the gospel is very important. God speaks to us in the Word of God, in the teachings of God. It's why in a world with endless streaming information, we still believe that the preaching and teaching of the gospel is essential. The good news is something we must be told as well as lived. God created the universe through a word, and then that word became the flesh of Jesus Christ. But then it must be received. It must be received like a gift, custom wrapped up for us, by God. And through our lives, we slowly and intentionally unwrap that gift. It's kind of like when you're a kid and you receive that shiny new bicycle, right? And it's sitting over there and you unwrap it and you're like, oh wow! But if you just leave it sitting there, does it do any good? It's a sweet ride, but and it can take you to wondrous places, but what do you have to do? You have to get on that bicycle, right? You have to take hold of it by the handlebars. You have to learn how to pedal. And yes, sometimes as you learn how to travel on that bicycle, you'll fall down and get scrapes and bruises. Right? But oh, when you learn how to ride it, it's a magical thing. Yes, we get scrapes and bruises along the way. Trust me, I went over the handlebars of mine many times as us knuckle-headed boys in my neighborhood tried to prove ourselves. Jumping over all kinds of hills and rocks and creeks. But along the way, we found the joy of the journey. This is the way salvation is for us in Christ. It's this gift that's been given to us by God, but we have to learn how to travel in it. We have to learn how to, how to take that gift to receive it and to use it for what it's meant for. And that's like the journey of faith for us. Hold firmly to Christ. And when your sister or brother forgets that song, sing it to them again. And when you forget and your grip loosens, let your sister and brother sing the song of God's love to you. Paul said, this is the good news on which we stand, on which we are established. In 1521, Martin Luther was called before the Holy Roman Emperor, Charles V, at the Diet of Worms. Now this was not some kind of weight loss procedure, trust me. It was this terrible council. Trust me, you did not want to get called before this. Because if he had been found guilty the Holy Roman Emperor could have sentenced him to death for false teaching. 
And what was Luther being called before him for? He was defending the teaching that God's grace in Christ alone is sufficient for salvation. Grace alone. And after he explained what his teaching was, those 95 theses he nailed to the door of the church, after he described it all, after he explained it, he is famously quoted as saying, Here I stand, I can do no other. Sisters and brothers, this is what we do in the gospel of Christ. The good news of Christ. Here we stand, we can do no other. Where else is our hope? The very heart of the gospel, the very core, the very center of the good news is right in this scripture today that Christ died for our sins, that He was buried, that He was raised from the dead. And don't miss this part, that He appears to His followers. Remember how Paul rattled off that list of people that Jesus appeared to? And guess what? Jesus is still appearing to His followers. As we look into the shining faces of our sisters and brothers in Christ, we see Christ we see the signs of God's love. So in the midst of our noisy culture, our busy lives, the endless stream of information, the bad news that we hear every day about corruption, suffering, the coronavirus, cataclysmic drops in financial markets, tornadoes, destruction, violence, and death, the one thing that stands out is the extravagant, full, thorough, extensive, complete, eternal love of God in Christ Jesus. What other hope do we have than this? That is why we hold firmly to it. It's what holds firmly to us. It is what unites us as a diverse people gathered in the church. And it is what drives our life together. If you look at this diagram you see on your screen, as we connect with God, with each other, and with the community, all of this is our life in Christ. See the cross at the very center of it all. Hold firmly, sisters and brothers, to the love of God in Christ Jesus. And when our sister or brother's grip loosens, sing the song of God's love to them. And when our grip loosens, let us, let our sisters and brothers sing that song of God's love to us. Let us pray. Oh God, with all of our strength, with all of our might, we hold on to You. Oh God, sometimes our grip loosens. Sometimes we get weak by the trials of life. You know how it is. You know that we're human, we're frail. So help us to hear the song of Your love sung through our sisters and brothers. And Lord, as we see others who falter, 
who get weak, who go through trials, let us sing to their hearts the song of God's love. Let us never stop singing. Let us hold firmly to Christ. In His precious name we pray. And let all God's people say, Amen. Amen.